The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Well, here we go again. Another yep. episode of Mr. Show Nelson the Show. Episode yep. uh, 132. That's right. Well, 132. Yeah, Red. Uh, boy, our boy Trump uh, uh, kind of stabbed us in the back what? not once but what? twice what? this week. What? Yeah, I'm afraid no. so, Red. No, no. no. Well, yeah. He wouldn't do that. Yes, he no. would because he stabs the whole country in the what? back. It has been all along. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Look what you've done, Nelson. You're what? agreeing with the lefty. Well, not exactly, <laughs> right? You see, uh, first of all, uh, the issue of guns, of course, still going on from oh, the horrible yeah. shooting at the high school in Florida. Yeah. And uh, so Trump had this uh, open to the press meeting with uh, with uh, both members of the different parties of the Senate and House and all that. Yeah, get to and it. they were discussing God. possible uh, actions the government may take. On uh, the problem of guns and gun violence and all that. Finally. And uh, one of the suggestions that Trump came along with was uh, we could just, uh, you know, take the guns away what? from uh, uh, mentally what? ill people and well, we can worry about the due process later. Just get the guns first oh my God. and uh, we can run with it. Well, and, uh, no. well. <laughs> It's, no, he didn't you mean know, it. You might as well just lock people up in prison oh, and then nah. figure out if they're really deserving of it later. Well, I mean, why not? You know, silly due process. What do we need that for? And that's uh, basically uh, his attitude no, <laughs> on this. Come on now. And uh, boy, he's, the, he's the Republicans at the table game. are like, what the yeah. hell's going on here? And it, uh, it, the Democrats are like, what? <laughs> and that's no, why that, there's that's, now rumors that, of uh, no, the Democrats are going to introduce a bill that calls for full confiscation. Yeah. No. Oh, confiscation no. of weapons. Of course, they'll break it down by so-called uh, assault weapons. Exactly. Uh, which is very odd because I what? would have thought all guns are capable of assaulting you. Yeah, but what? I guess these are well, more weapony than weapons. So they're weapon weapons. Yeah. And uh, they'll put that kind of language in there. But nevertheless, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. And uh, they'll probably introduce Little like a little. buyback or some crap. There you what go. happens See? if you don't agree to sell your gun back to the state? Well, then <laughs> yeah. we'll go get them. And of course, what? I'm sure registration oh. will be another one that they'll, oh, they'll throw on it's fire. High time. And, and yeah. why not? Meanwhile, the exactly. Republicans, again, were oh. like, wow, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And uh, Trump just said, hey, you guys are just too scared of the NRA. <laughs> I'm not. I don't care. Well, so, boy, uh, yeah, a lot of feathers were ruffled there, and no. everyone was kind of spinning around, no, it and no. uh, it was bizarre. But uh, oh, what God, Trump no. was suggesting was uh, a violation of your constitutional rights and, of course, no. a violation of the law. Exactly. But, hey, he figures, why not just pass whatever oh. you want? And, hell, he's got a point. I mean, uh, remember, his predecessor said, I got a pin. Beautiful. And that's yeah. all he needs. That's and, uh, you know, due process be damned. Well, now, wait well, a minute. Come on. This is, well, man, this really puts me in a difficult spot. Cause, well, you I mean, and me both. Like well. I've always said, you know, uh, uh, what? you can never be too safe. What? So, oh, God, this that's is. That's why uh, you should be armed. I'm afraid my, my tongue will melt and fall out of my mouth, but <clears throat> I think Trump's right here. <laughs> 
Well, I appreciate the honesty, Lefty. I'm always honest. Where what else can about? you go? Well, uh, when yeah. Trump says something that really shows his Democratic Party past Ooh. colors, uh, Trump has always been a gun control guy. What? He talked really? about it in the past. Oh, and uh, why should he change now? Well. Uh, and so uh, the idea no. that he might go on this no. shouldn't really surprise anybody, but it. Uh, Apparently did, yeah. uh, but no. uh, of course the NRA met with him later. <laughs> we settled everything. It's okay, but oh, well, there you go. Uh, boy, yeah, you see, uh, no, yeah. you missed, you're missing everything. Nelson Trump is playing the long game. What? And you see when he talks about all this gun control, yeah, and uh, eliminating the process and all that. That's uh-huh. just a to, to blur the minds of the Democrats. Oh, and they start thinking, whoa, Trump's for gun control, but I hate Trump, oh, yeah. so I ain't for that. And suddenly, the whole country accepts guns. Huh. Hey, you may have something oh, there, God. Red. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Cause, could that be true? No! Well, uh, Okay, I'm against it. I mean, uh-huh. I'm against See? Trump, but... Damn it. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it, Lefty? Yeah. Uh, but since the Democrats' main uh, uh, platform uh, so far since the election is simply if Trump's for it, I'm against it. Uh, so, well, uh, yeah. well, well, we'll have to see how it plays out. But uh-huh. <laughs> hey, you laugh now, <laughs> but really you wait and see. Uh, Trump's out for Trump. So uh, he Whoa. did put the Republicans in a difficult position here. Because uh, he's just going to, well, I tried and I throw my hands up, but <laughs> Republicans wouldn't help me. And that's that. But the thing is, if he hurts the Republicans and they lose the House, the Democrats will impeach him. Yes. I don't care no. what he concedes no. on. They will impeach him. Yes. <laughs> so no. uh, not too bright, I uh, don't think. Well, you're going to learn. You're going to learn. He's learned everybody else. He'll <laughs> learn you too. Uh, but the only lesson to learn here is that we don't need guns. I mean, what good have guns done ever anyway? Well, they've uh, defended uh, good people against bad people. <laughs> that's, that's just some fantasy what? you gun lovers oh, dream God. about. It's like something out of a comic book. I mean, oh. Get real. When has that ever happened in history? Uh, well, you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what? Well, Lefty, it's funny you mentioned that uh, uh, recently on your your favorite show, The Chicken Coop. Chicken Coop. Uh, uh, what? Uh, Condoleezza Rice was the guest, and oh, they, they, this kind of conversation <laughs> came about the Second Amendment and why she supports it. But, and uh, so let, let's take a look at that. But my favorite show is The View. Yeah, exactly. What? Oh, that's not nice. God. When we were last at the view, there was a conversation going on about guns. <laughs> we joined. I, I was just commenting during our Hot Topics meeting that I was um, reading that you said you are a defender of the Second Amendment, but you don't think civilians should have assault weapons. Let me tell you why. Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, God. Let me tell you why I'm a defender of the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. I was a little girl growing up in Birmingham, Alabama in uh, the late 50s, early 60s. There was no way that Bull Connor and the Birmingham police were going to protect you. And so when white night riders would come through our neighborhood, my my father and his friends would take their guns and they'd go to the head of the neighborhood, it was a little cul-de-sac, 
and they would fire in the air if anybody <laughs> came through. I don't think they actually ever hit anybody. But well, they protected the neighborhood. And I'm sure if Bull Connor had known where those guns were, Democrat. he wouldn't have rounded them up. And so what? I don't favor some things like gun registration. Mm -hmm. That said, it's time to have a national conversation about yes. how we can deal with the problems right. that we have. It's not going to be any single fix right. to the terrible events of Parkland. You're well, going to have to decide, well, should civilians really have... Uh, access to what are really military weapons. Wow. What do we do about exactly. the age at which people well, can that, do this? And, and, and finally, let me just yeah. say, we also need to realize that if you get that many tips about somebody mm -hmm. uh, that they're going to cause harm, go and figure out what was going on. Well, they tried, but they didn't. Yeah, the, the institutions you expect to defend you with and take your weapons away failed them. Between 2009 and 2016, only 11 were under 21. And many of the ones who were under 21 got those weapons from somebody who was over 21. Right. So there has, this one little fix-it that Trump's talking no, that, about is really not... That's the point. Just one little fix-it won't do it. We've got to have many things that we But do. it's important to point out that there's never been a mass shooting that's been carried out in, by an NRA member in, in, in our history. That's never happened. So as a... <laughs> clapped? That's outrageous. Second Amendment supporter, we well, feel vilified. True. And when President Trump goes on TV and says something like, it's take the guns the first, go through due process second, that makes... That turns me into someone that gets very tribal and very territorial because I'm not exactly sure what he means. AR-15s are he's the most... Good, Well, Joy, boy, you were complaining that the laws won't do anything, so uh, confiscation would be all you would have left. So, oh, you want to trample over due process, and now you don't. Uh-huh. See? She's against it because it's for it, Red. Yeah. Coyotes, elk, deer, antelope, feral pigs, What did they use during the ban? To hunt a coyote. Yeah. There was a ban. What did they use? But I, it doesn't. But I, they used I guns. Think they used the guns at the level. Of they used the same guns. They just didn't have the cosmetic features that were banned. You idiots! Oh now. I don't have a problem with that. But what I do have a problem with is. I do. Okay, so according to President Trump, if we're just going to take everyone's guns, does that mean someone's oh, going now, to go over really? to my brother's house and take away what what, what assault That's rifles? exactly what they're going to do. That Trump is now deeming is okay well, for they had a buyback yeah. or a recall. So, <laughs> God, she's such a moron. What if they don't buy them back? What if they don't sell their guns back, Joy? What do you think's going to happen? Oh, oh God. They'll work it out. Yeah. That's it. That's all you've got left. You keep screaming you want the guns gone. How do you achieve that? You take them by force. Boy, Damn it. Look who's screaming now. Jeez, calm down. Down. You'll Shut never up, calm down when it comes for the passion for your rights. Oh God. Yeah, but Emma Nelson, you just you just gotta be patient and wait on what Trump's doing. He's luring them into another trap. Oh, He's yeah. gonna call her bluff. Like he called bluff what? on immigration and the dreamers. And well, they gave him what they wanted. Oh, and the Democrats no. threw it back in his face. You'll uh, see. Uh, you'll see. Oh, dream on. You know, you're just making stuff up. So what? whatever he does, you're fine with it. That just shows you how, you know, blind and stupid you are. I, my sight's perfect. It's 2020. In fact, I can see stupid right now. And looking right at you, Lefty. Hold on a minute. Uh, Nelson, you said Trump betrayed us not once but twice. Yeah. Let's see one, two. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, well, 
uh, uh, during that meeting, uh, he suddenly announced that, yes, he's going to raise tariffs uh, on steel imports. Uh, so? Because he says, China is kicking us in the ass and it's not fair. So we're going to fight fire with fire or something along that. And uh, so, yeah, he's going to uh, implement the Bernie Sanders uh, trade policy. What? Uh, by placing tariffs uh, in order to pursue protectionism. Uh, this has never worked. Well, uh, has resulted in a lot of hor- hardships on the very people he claims uh, he wants to help. What? Uh, he's been stuck on this going all the way back to the 80s. Back in those days, he was warning about how Japan was just going to steal everything from us. They did. Uh, no, no one they talks didn't. about Japan anymore. Uh, and, he's trying uh, the to problem- save workers. Their jobs <laughs> yeah, are going but, down the know, toilet. They can't compete with industries that are protected by their government. <sighs> it's time for our government to protect our workers and jobs. Uh, that makes what? sense. Uh, uh, you see, Brad, uh, what? the loss of jobs in, in, in manufacturing like the steel industry has a lot to do with First of all, automation. Oh, you look God. at factories the and you see a lot coming. of uh, automated uh, machinery uh, actually doing the work that used to be done manually by people. But since automation Probably came in, a lot of jobs that used to exist no longer do. And they never will again. Oh, uh, and uh, you can't keep comparing uh, wages and, and job abilities at factories about in the old days where people could just walk out of high school right into a very good job oh, yeah. and earn a decent living, have a home, control. family, and all that, oh. and retire and do well. That was because of the post-war economy, which oh. ended by the 70s. Uh, and it showed. That's why the 70s look like crap. Uh, so oh, come uh, a lot of people Not made a bunch of promises true. on that. There were pensions Ooh. and all that stuff. And they worried about future guy will figure that out when it when the time comes to pay it. And of course they couldn't because it was all based on the enormous amount of wealth that was accumulated in the United States as a result of the rest of the world being devastated by World War II. And it took them a long time to recover to be on any kind of level playing field with a giant superpower like the United States. And uh, so, yeah, it took a couple of decades to get there. But in the meantime, uh, uh, average Americans just got kind of cushy and comfy with the situation as it was. And so now people look back longingly at that time and think somehow magically it can be repeated when it can't. And so that's another aspect of it. And But again, automation, of course, uh, replaced a lot of jobs. You can see it in the auto industry and so on and so forth. And that goes a long way of explaining it. Still with all that, the steel industry, the United States continues to dominate. It controls 70% of the steel industry market worldwide. That leaves 30% of, uh, everybody else. And China is ranked 11th. Uh, in, in that. So the idea well, of China is going to overtake it. No, not too, so much. Well, and our know. biggest, uh, importer, uh, or exporter rather, who exports steel to us is Canada. So I guess Trump oh. suggests we should go to war with Canada so that we can maintain <laughs> our supply of steel, which again, 70%. Uh, well, in, in case we go to war. 80%. <laughs> And have enough uh, steel to provide our weapons and uh, for defense and what have you. So, uh, it's, uh, what? no, 
It's <laughs> ludicrous. And plus, no. uh, he's dependent on the economy uh, gains he's achieved through uh, deregulation yeah, and, and no. uh, tax cuts. Oh, God. Uh, that's going to dry up very quickly. Uh, when you put this type of expense on people, because China's not going to pay that tariff, what? American what consumers mean? will. Uh, if anyone pays it, the idea is that they will uh, buy uh, U.S. steel rather exactly. than that, but there it depends on what the expense is. So you're going to have to raise it to that much to make that well, feasible. And, yeah. uh, and but if they're not, if they were buying the cheap Chinese steel to begin with. Uh, they're not going to be able to afford the more expensive American steel. So you're not well, really achieving anything. Well, you're just hurting your consumers. Oh, well, damn, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Yeah, well, you know, uh, just a point about automation, Mr. Nelson. I seem to recall a certain President Obama explaining oh, a certain economic hardships related to automation, like, you know, ATM machines. Yeah, Lefty, he was trying to use that excuse to explain the stagnant and sluggish economy that he oversaw uh, for the immediate uh, economy that he oversaw, rather than uh, decades of economic realities uh, where uh, Bush economy and Clinton economies were far superior to the Obama economy, uh, which he did absolutely nothing about. It spikes up after he leaves. So, uh, yeah, he just put clamps down on and closed it down. And then he refers to things like ATMs uh, robbing economic opportunities for jobs uh, for people that used to be there and are no longer there because uh, need to be know, stopped. automated machines can do it. And, uh, of course, that is a real problem yeah. uh, to be dealt with. And uh, uh -huh. it will increase, especially uh, with idiot ideas like leftists like Obama, where <laughs> you got to just automatically, arbitrarily raise the minimum wage. And so that increases <laughs> what inevitably will happen in a lot of service with. industry jobs where you can simply have a machine do the work that people used <laughs> to do. And you don't have to pay them jack squat. Well, you just make uh, that illegal. So you already see that Lord. in grocery stores. And then, of course, they're going to try kiosks at uh, fast food and all that. So, yeah, a lot of uh, readily easy service jobs that we used to always depend on will be drying up rather shortly. Oh, please. But, uh, again, no, uh, Lefty, uh, Obama playing it uh, for the immediate of his economy so uh, for what? automation when he talks about ATM machines that yeah. have been around for decades before uh, he even got uh, sworn in. You're just dancing around. You know so, sorry, you. Lefty. No, no I won. That, that you, I won. You, you don't have a point. There. No, I do, and I, I, I won. Now, hold on a damn minute. Back to trade. You can't deny that we have a trade deficit when we should get a trade surplus. You want to know who has a trade surplus right now? Who? Venezuela. Oh, my God. All oh, right. So I think. No, oh, wait. We're not done. There's more things to deal with. Like we're not what? just going to run off one of your dumb plays or whatever. Oh, God damn it, Lefty. I work hard on that. Well. What? What do you want to. What? What? I want to give oh, a shout God. out to CNN. And their oh. faxed first campaign. And uh, oh, the wonderful God. little setup they're going to have on display at this year's South by Southwest convention. So. Get to uh, it, God. Email, they explained this. And it said, leaning into its fruit forward oh. faxed first oh, campaign. CNN will transfer a market 
a favorite watering hole of ATX Warehouse District, into an apple-themed extravaganza. Mm. The exterior will boast a two-story wall of apples God and produce damn. cart. What a waste oh, of I mean, apples. a produce cart. <laughs> I'm sorry. A produce cart where a friendly grocer will treat festival goers to a sidewalk snack of the red, delicious variety. The orchard theme will carry throughout the space where modern red and white furnishings will mingle with less greenery and, of course, more apples. Guests can sip an apple old-fashioned under a glowing rooftop tree or catch a screening of a CNN original series downstairs. A Friday night invite-only kickoff party hosted by CNN's Christian Abedpour, oh, W. Kamal Bell, oh, Brian Stelter, oh. Jake Tepper, and Jeff Zucker. Ooh. We'll be bananas! <laughs> this is a Nelson News Bulletin. Young man's rectum fell out of his body after sitting on the toilet for too long playing games on his cell phone. Hello, I'm Mr. Nelson. A man lost part of his rectum after sitting on a toilet for too long while playing games, according to doctors in China. The 30-year-old man of Zhongshan, who was not identified, said that he was sitting on the toilet for about 30 minutes trying to defecate on Sunday night. The man was bored, so he decided to play games on his cell phone. After 30 minutes, he felt a large mass sticking out of his behind. The man rushed to the sixth affiliate hospital of the Sun Yun-sen University to seek treatment. Dr. Su Dan, who treated the patient, said that the man suffered from rectal prolapse since he was a young child. Huh. Part of his rectum occasionally fell out of his bottom, but it always retracted. Jeez Louise! Uh, However, this time was different. Dr. Dan said that she believed sitting on the toilet for so long aggravated the condition and called six inches of his rectum to detach from his body. Surgeons removed part of his rectum and he is recovering. Boy, Really lost his ass there. This has been a Nelson News Bulletin. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson, M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's TweakedAudio.com. Sally, I told you you needed to lose at least 25 pounds, but since our last visit, you've gained 10. I know, Doctor, but no matter what I do, I just can't seem to fight my compulsion to eat. Hmm, well, perhaps you should try slip-through. Slip-through? What's that? Why, it's the latest in diet pill medication. 
utilizing the slip-through treatment. You can eat whatever you want, and you won't gain weight. In fact, of course, you'll lose it. Oh, well, give me it. Well, now, wait. Oh, ah, there. Of course, there are certain side effects, uh, including oh, anal leakage, uh, projectile diarrhea, and, of course, your bed sheets will look like an empty pizza box. Wait, what? Well, you got to understand, as the slip-through denies your body its ability to store fat, well, it, the food's got to go somewhere. So, of course, it slips through. Oh, you mean... Oh, oh! Ah, it's working already. Slip-through, available at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and other fine pharmacies. Warning, slip-through may result in projectile vomiting, projectile diarrhea, anal linkage, bleeding urine, bleeding eyes, uh, organ failure, and memory loss. You have been warned. Here's a film that makes Vincent Price's last man on Earth look like Citizen Kane. A tax-cheating man, his self-absorbed wife, and his lazy lawyer find themselves to be the last three people on Earth. Well, actually, the last three people in Puerto Rico, as they never really bother to establish the whole world is dead. But anyway, they spend the rest of the movie fighting over the last woman while she enjoys the attention. Also in this package deal is Chapter 2 of Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers, Kaka the Universe. Ming pouts and feels sorry for himself, while Flash and his gang go hiking in the mountains. This film, like many of the films in my store, contains music by Kevin MacLeod. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So what are you waiting for? Why don't you head over to Selfie.com slash Nelson and get your hands on some of these goodies. That's Selfie, S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash Nelson, N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Nelson. Yes, it's just that simple. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. And now, it's time for The Good Doctor. In our last episode, Private Investigator Linoleum Walker learned that his four-day-old love affair with former porn star Misty Hole and the current Mrs. Hangenbottom of Victor Hangenbottom, toilet paper magnate, had come to an end after he caught her naked. With another woman, that woman being the Creepington Clinic receptionist, Salad Green. In the meantime, uh, well, a couple of days later, uh, Misty Hole abruptly dumped Salad Green, having grown tired of her. In a drunken depression, Salad Green cried herself to sleep and dropped her cigarette onto her cheap carpeted floor, which resulted in a fire that now grew to inflame the entire apartment. Meanwhile, Anoleum Walker himself wanders the streets in a drunken stupor as he seeks his romantic rival, yes, the very same sweet young Salad Green. Uh, slutty bitch. Uh, I'll teach her to steal my woman. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is the door to her apartment building. Uh, uh, Open up, Green! Open up! Come out and face me uh, like, like, uh, like a man trapped in a woman's body! 
But the only response Linoleum receives is an explosion of flames. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh man! The old building's on fire! Whoa. Throwing caution to the wind, Linoleum rushes into the burning building in search of Solid Green. <coughs> Miss Green! Uh, Miss Green, you in here? Where are you, Miss Green? <coughs> Thinking not of himself, but of his injured and helpless charge, a hero is born, helped no doubt by several beers. And so, Lilium Green grabs the unconscious form of Solid Green and dashes out of the inferno into the street. He makes a quick call to the authorities and keeps watch over the still slumbering Solid Green as the fire department arrives. Yeah, all right, Mr. Walker. What happened here? Any idea how this fire got started? What were you doing here? Uh, anyone else in the building? Uh, huh? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot why oh, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. It's for good. That alcohol I smell on your breath. No, I mean, uh, I just two or three bills. Uh, yeah. Look, I gotta go home, uh, you know, well, uh, somewhere. And at that moment, while the paramedics are loading Sally Green into the ambulance, Miss Green, Miss Green, can can you hear me? Can can you tell me what happened here? Uh, the linoleum walker. The next day, Sally Green is resting at Generic Memorable Hospital under the care of Doctor Good and his wife, nurse practitioner, Jane. Well, her injuries were minor, mostly smoke inhalation, so eh, she'll be okay. Thank goodness. But the poor dear, the fire destroyed her home and everything in it. She's left with nothing and nowhere to go. Huh. Good riddance to the apartment, though. <laughs> it was a rat hole. <laughs> so, I... I was thinking we should, you know, let her stay with us until, well, she finds a new place. Uh, well... And so, sweet young receptionist Sally Green moves in with the goods due to stupidly burning her home to the ground several days earlier. Uh, I can't thank you guys enough for this. I, I, I'll never be able to repay you. Well, we can't afford to lose the best receptionist in the world. Gosh, Miss Good... <laughs> You're making me blush. I mean, all I do is answer the phone. <laughs> oh, you do more than that. <laughs> the house needs more estrogen. But later, Dr. Good's attitude towards Sally Green begins to change as he just happens by her guest room with her door slightly ajar. He notices her bending over, wearing a t-shirt. And sheer panties. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, Meanwhile, across town at police headquarters, Linoleum Walker, with his attorney, Savin Spawn, present, is questioned by police detective Envelo Hammer on the fire of Salad Green's home. Uh, and so uh, I broke in uh, and found her... And, and then I got the hell out of there. And that's your story, huh? 
My client has answered all of your questions, O'Hammer. If you have nothing else to pursue here, then this interrogation is over. Now please, leave my client alone. Fine, Counselor. Walker! Don't leave town. We'll be in touch. Gee, Salmon, uh, who pissed him off? I did, when I boned his wife. Meanwhile, back at Generic Memorial Hospital, where in Victor Hangenbottom's room, we find his daughter, Celery Hangenbottom, and her constant companion, Horace Flop III, looking on, while she, in a desperate attempt to ruin her stepmother, Misty Hole's life, manipulates her stroke-damaged father into writing her out of the will. <laughs> there you go, Daddy! <laughs> Good boy! <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see the look on Misty's face when she finds out she screwed butt good. <laughs> oh, I feel like celebrating. Mm, yes, me too. So I'll join you <laughs> in your panties. Later, Salad Green strips down to her lovely undies after a long day at work when she's interrupted by the phone. Uh, hello? Hey, Bianch, this is Walker. You know I know, and now you know that I know that you know that I know you know. What, what the hell was that about? Oh, boy. I don't have time to worry about that. I'm due for some relaxation and some good old-fashioned glue-sniffing. Suddenly, Salad begins to feel she's being watched when she turns to see the silhouette of Dr. Philgood. No, oh, no, oh, oh, sorry, Salad. I, uh, I thought you were Jane. Uh, never mind. Hold it right there, Buster. Uh, uh yes. Uh, so, you caught me sniffing glue. I mean, so what? It's, it's my deal. Huh? Oh, oh, yes. Well, Salad, I'd, I'd be a bad doctor if I didn't tell you of the harm of such a vice. Yeah, well, which vice? I... I'm trying to quit smoking. The glue takes the edge off. <laughs> Salad, come on now. That's just awful. Tell you what. I'm going to help you, Salad. We'll be together. A lot. But it's for your own good. <sighs> well, okay, whatever. Can the good doctor deny his now sudden, secret, lustful feelings for Salad Green in order to help her get over her glue addiction? What about Linoleum Walker? Will he go down for the accidental fire of Salad's apartment? And how about Misty Hole? Will she lose her husband's fortune due to the manipulations of her stepdaughter, Celery Hanging Bottom? These and other questions may or may not be answered in the next episode of The Good Doctor. The Good Doctor is a Nelson production, written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Incidental music is provided by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. Now, hey, that's some snazzy-looking shirt you're wearing. Where'd you get that? Ah, I got it at the Miss Nelson's door. Mr. Nelson's door? Where that is? Ah, you, you go to zazzle.com slash the underscore mr underscore n-a-i-l-s-i-n underscore store it's just that simple <laughs>
Oh man, that sounds pretty cool. What else can you get there? Oh, hats and mugs, and it's got all kinds of Nelson art on it from the Nelson show, and old Bob Levy show, and uh, and even he got shirts like uh, this stupid alien telling nobody built the pyramids. <laughs> oh, what's this one? Oh, that's episode eight. That refers to that nasty Star Wars movie everybody hates. Oh, man, I hate it, too, and I want everyone to know it. All you got to do is get that shirt, and you can let them know. Oh, man. Oh, look at all this. Who's that? It's Night-Night. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're Night-Night and uh, Rob Saul, whoever that is, right? All that kind of stuff and more from Mr. Nelson. You can find it at the Mr. Nelson store at Zazzle.com. <laughs> oh, man, I don't want to be the only one who doesn't have it. No, you don't. Better get over there right now. Yeah. That's right, friends. Head over to Zazzle.com slash the underscore MR underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. Yes, it's just that simple. You ever find yourself breaking into a woman's home just so you can steal her underwear and sniff it? Yeah, chances are you're going to end up in jail, or at the very least slapped with a restraining order. But such are the pitfalls of having an obsession for a woman you can never truly have. But what if it was possible to have your very own replica of said woman in your home that you can order to do whatever you want? Well, now you can with Dr. Ishipupu's Girl of Your Dreams Sex Droid. Yes, I am Dr. Ishipupu. And with my sex droid and the utilization of the latest technology in digital 3D printing, you can now have the girl of your dreams. All you need to do is have profile shot and front face frontal shot, and you can provide that simply by stalking, as I know you will do. Once we have that on file, we can produce for you the perfect girl of your dreams. We can even make improvement in bus size and buttocks. She will obey all your commands. Please, please, fuck me in the ass. Please, please, fuck me in the ass. <laughs> Guaranteed to feel like a woman. Not that you would know. <laughs> Hurry now and order your girl of your dreams. Yes, operators are standing by for Dr. Ishipupu's girl of your dreams sex droid. Don't delay. Order today. Warning, sex droids can result in castration. If this happens to you, you have been warned, and therefore we are not held liable. Once the transition clears, we wipe our ass of you. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Okay, welcome back. Uh, now it's time to look at a little bit of entertainment news. Yeah. Well, uh, little things come about from uh, Star Wars where uh, we find out how in the world did that piece of crap like Last Jedi happen? Uh, well, uh, one of the ways was simply uh, Ryan Johnson did it. <laughs> but it, it appears that when J.J. Abrams was brought on, uh, he apparently uh, wrote out uh, an outline. I don't think a full, they're talking like there was a scripts, but uh, possibly a rough draft, but I don't think a full script for the next two chapters. He just had an outline overall of where the story goes. So, and of course, Force Awakens, 
uh, starts this, it opens up all, it leaves little teasers here and there about different plot directions and ideas about different characters, most notably the character of Ray, Ray, and, uh, the Snoke, the villain, and, uh, even Finn. There's kind of some little nods here and there that you could take to be, uh, clues to a broader story. I don't think any of that's going to happen. We know none of it's going to happen because Ryan Johnson came in and took all of that and threw it in the trash. And they're calling that brilliant, you know, because people in their desperate attempts of defending the movie, because it's a Star Wars movie, so you have to defend it. Uh, says, well, you know what? I went in there and I was stunned at how it was nothing of what I expected. And I thought, wow, that's fascinating. That interests me. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, when you get up in the morning and you go outside, you don't expect to step into dog shit. But then when you do, I don't recall anyone stopping and go, well, I didn't see that coming. That's interesting. Well, that fascinates me. No. This idea of subversion being the only way you can defend this, and that makes up for all the horrible jokes, the stupid plots that go nowhere, uh, the idiot leaps of, of, of nonsense that breaks rules set by previous films and all that sort of thing, and just lazy, lazy work as far as plotting and storytelling, and just say, well, it wasn't what you expected. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, oh, but, you know, it looked cool. Yes, the scenery was beautiful. The music, of course, is top-notch. It's John Waves. What do you expect? Uh, the cast, you know, I mean, they can only work with what you give them. Good and everything, but what a grand missed opportunity. Anyway, yes, J.J. Abrams had some outline, and Ryan Johnson took it and threw it in the trash. This comes to us, who? Some... Some shadowy insider? No, it comes from Daisy Ridley, the star of these films. She's the actress who plays Ray, and it's supposed to be mostly her story. You know, so here she is. She says, here's what I think I know. In an interview to some French magazine, The Geek, or something like that. Anyway, uh, she said, here's what I think I know. So you got to co you know, coach it in that with the grain of salt. That, you know, she wasn't in on all the meetings and whatnot. She's there to play the part they write for her. But still, she's around, so she's going to know some things. And she says, J.J. wrote episode uh, 7 as well as drafts for 8-9. Uh, then Ryan Johnson arrived and wrote uh, The Last uh, Jedi entirely. I believe there was some sort of general consensus on the main lines of the trilogy, but apart from that, every director writes and realizes his film in his own way. Well, yeah, you would expect that. He would interpret whatever events in this outline that I imagine was rather brief that um, uh, J.J. put in there. So if J.J. had ideas about, like, for instance, who Ray's parents really were, he would put that in there, certainly, if not in the second one, the third one. And Ryan comes to that and realizes, oh, this is what that was about. So let me, you know, uh, fix the plotting and storyline to where that's included or at least more clues to it or something along those lines. Instead, he just throws it out completely. Well, that's pretty uh, major to do. And uh, so Snoke is there. So he just, eh, let's just kill him. He's gone. You know, I mean, Brian Johnson pretty much ends the story with uh, Last Jedi. There, there is no reason for another one. I mean, everything is wiped out. You have, uh, you know, uh, what are they, the Black Order, I mean, the uh, First Order, and 
their home base has been decimated, so I don't know how they had this fleet, but not much of it's left. It got devastated. Meanwhile, the resistance is devastated down to like 30 members. At least they can all fit on the Falcon at the end. Uh, the Republic apparently just doesn't care. <laughs> so I don't know what the point is. The idea that suddenly the first order was going to rule the galaxy. How, you know, what did they have to rule it with? So it, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, this is just stupid. And then all the other plot details that the Force, Force Awakens uh, brings you uh, is not is is told was nothing. You know, it, 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 there's nothing to pursue there. Don't look for it. It's gone. Of course, J.J. Abrams could come in and say, "No, you know, there really is something here." He can even come up with some magical way Snoke is still alive that he wasn't really dead or some crap. I don't know, but. <sighs> <laughs> he just he might as well like i keep making the joke that he needs to open the movie with bobby ewing in the shower <laughs> and that's it but so anyway yeah that's what happened they had this outline so now we have to realize that uh having a plan and an outline uh that's professional that makes sense that gives you some guideposts about what to do instead of just making it up as you go along which is now what you've got so now you're down to one movie when it's supposed to be a trilogy but the movies don't connect to each other not really i <laughs> boy really stupid so maybe ryan could do that where there's some sort of trick here and there about how he can get back to what he originally intended or had written up for them. But since he was just doing it because he was brought in to do it, it's not like he's going to insist that his outline be followed, but it's not, but Ryan comes in and brings nothing, nothing to the table. In fact, his whole point of the movie is nothing. <laughs> he didn't do it in the good way that Seinfeld did it. <laughs> he did it the stupid way. So, I I know, I'm sorry, I'm never going to get over this. <laughs> but, boy, so anyway, yeah, uh, somebody tried and failed miserably. Meanwhile, J.J. Abrams, of course, a devout uh, cult member of uh, <laughs> politically correct thinking, uh, which uh, dominates Hollywood and what have you, uh, and, I, and I've already addressed this, I'm sure, uh, but... You know, he he got in trouble. Star Trek Into Darkness was a terrible movie plot-wise and everything. But there was a scene in there with uh, the character Carol Marcus, who later becomes the mother of Kirk's son, David, in the original series. And so they had her in there, the younger version. And there's a scene where she she's changing clothes and Kirk sees her doing it and she's in this bikini underwear thing. And they made a big deal that she's being objectified and all that, even though it fit within uh, the subtle romantic interest between the two. Uh, in the scene so he came out and uh you know begged for forgiveness and was sorry and that oh i made a terrible mistake all that type of thing when really that was really nothing <laughs> the rest of the movie had so many more problems to complain about but that but that's the one he apologized for <laughs> um so it just you know so yeah he immediately comes out and says if you don't like uh, you know, Last Jedi, you're a misogynist or what have you, which only confirms what everyone feels that they were all concerned with uh, feminist politics uh, more than they were with plot and story. 
you know, and and so that's the only defense they can come up with is, well, you hate women. That's not defending the movie. (laughs) It's, It's not. So it's just sad all around. Meanwhile, another interesting little tidbit uh, came about. Uh, well, uh, Time Warner uh, has been in talks to merge with uh, AT&T, or rather AT&T w- wants to buy Time Warner for $85.4 million. However, uh, the government's not too happy about this. Uh, the U.S. Department of Justice sued to block the deal on grounds that anti-competitive laws were being broken and a monopoly was going to be formed. So, uh, the AT&T chief executive Randall Stevenson said, uh, Hey, while we remain open to finding some reasonable solutions to address the government's concern, we do expect this case will ultimately be litigated in court. We remain very confident that we'll complete this well, it's kind of up in the air at this point about whether or not they'll be able to pull this off. Uh, if they can't, uh, that means Time Warner is going to have to break up and sell off parts of itself to other entities. So that pretty much does away with any chance of, uh, you know, monopoly there. So that would mean uh, Warner Brothers as a company in and of itself could be sold then they could break up what Warner Brothers owns, and that you know includes HBO and Turner, uh, and uh, DC Comics, which is what my interest is. <laughs> uh, uh, it, the fate of DC Comics could be up in the air as to where it would go. And some people throw about, well, uh, Netflix could could buy it and uh, and take over those uh, movies and TV shows uh, uh, from those properties, although. I'd, but they wouldn't necessarily own CW because they'd be Netflix. So I don't know. Uh, the CW channel wouldn't have those shows anymore, I guess, and they would be on Netflix instead. I don't know. But then uh, other people suggested Disney just step in and buy it. Then they would Disney would control the entirety of superhero stories. Yes, there are independent comics and whatnot from smaller companies that have some following and what have you, but... Uh, the main game is Marvel and DC characters. And, of course, DC would bring in Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Now, uh, should there be other interest bidding on the company, they may even break up DC even more, where, whereas they would buy cheaper characters that aren't as well known and they would no longer be a part of the DC Comics uh, story. You know, it's all, uh, both Marvel and DC have long ago, ago done this where they're the whole company is this this universe of characters and they're all connected and all that sort of thing, which is what Marvel brought to the movies. And well, you see what's happened ever since everybody was trying to do their own, uh, cinematic universe franchise type deal. And Marvel seems to be the most successful while others have failed to do it. Universal tried it with m- monsters and mummies and all that. Uh, of course I mentioned before the, uh, conjuring is a, a cinematic universe unto itself. And uh, that has been successful. But uh, beyond that, other films haven't quite been able to branch off with spinoffs from one core or whatnot. Star Wars is trying to do that. 
But basically, they're finishing up the original story and doing like flashback spinoffs. So eventually, the idea would be that Star Wars would get there with new films that had their own story branching away from the original one. Uh, so anyway, yeah, they probably have a chance of doing that unless they keep destroying it with horrible movies like Last Jedi. <laughs> then, well, maybe they'll dry it up. But Marvel is going strong, and DC has struggled. But uh, where will they go? Some other company would take over if this would happen. So it's interesting to look at, and it it is a serious possibility. There was talk about that there's some guesswork of whether or not the deal with Fox and Disney uh, it has not been finalized and Comcast keeps making noises that they still want to put a bid because they actually made a higher bid than Disney um, and could still cause trouble. But it looks more likely that the deal will simply go through and Fox will be a part of, of Disney. I don't know if there's a way to where Comcast could buy, you know, separate different properties that Fox owns and that sort of thing. But the main thing of uh, Disney getting a hold of those Marvel characters that Fox held, I think that's probably a done deal we'll go through. But as for DC Comics, uh, well, this is interesting, and we'll see what happens. But uh, it's it, it suffered. Some, some of it, I don't think, deservedly, but nevertheless, it has as a movie property. Uh, where they have Wonder Woman, their big star, and the rest, uh, not so much. So an interesting turn of events. Uh, and, uh, I'm kind of dubious that they can seal the deal. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, well, it, it's all up to, uh, what the court sees. If the court can't see that this is an absolute, uh, monopoly, you know, like Google is, <laughs> it pays to be in the pockets of powerful people in Washington, and then you can buy your way into a monopoly. <laughs> But uh, uh, not so much for Time Water here. So uh, we'll see how that works out. So keep your eyes on stories about AT&T and Time Warner uh, if you care about things <laughs> like DC Comics. Uh, it certainly affects uh, their future and where uh, their comic book properties will end up. So uh, there, there you go for your entertainment news. I think I'm done with that. Uh, and I'm done with the show for now. We'll see you next Wednesday for another exciting episode of The Mr. Nelson Show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again then. Good night. The views and opinions expressed during The Mr. Nelson Show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Saturday programming featuring David Axelrod, Daily Bears, Abed Corbett will be 100% hashtag facts first. Oh, that'll be the day. Damn. Well, Red, tell me this. What? How do you like them apples? Oh, God, no, you didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs>